0: The hour of power the Terry and Jesse show reporting for duty over here from Wisconsin <laughs> sir Jesse I love it. New
1: York Wisconsin the dudes all over the country preaching the <laughs> word of God and you know what Jess all I can say is I got your back covered with prayers I uh I got to go to two masses holy hour and I'm prayed wow. up buddy I wow. thank God I thank Jesus and and the thing about it G, that I thank God so much Jesse is that we can actually get on a microphone and preach the word of God and tell people about Jesus. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, brother. Amen. Uh, well, we got it. Okay. Yep. You, you want to talk about the topics?
0: Because there's some good ones.
1: What are we going to say?
0: Uh, no, I am just going to say, wow, you went to two Masses this morning? Yeah. You beat me. I only went to one Mass this morning.
1: Well, no, it, it's because it's because <laughs> I do the Father Charles Murr show on Wednesday mornings at 6 a.m. And then we have a 8 o'clock a.m. Mass and then a 9 o'clock Latin. Mass. Oh, okay. See, so I can just oh. stay here and pray. Yeah, uh, you know and so the morning I got I got you know I got man I got fired up especially with Father Charles Murr next Monday oh, yeah. people will hear his show and yep. you know Jesse I just want to before we get into the topics I want to say the good to know file um Father Murr was a priest <laughs> in New York and he talked about what took place at St. Patrick's and the abomination and he said that he's not going to go into that church until those prayers are prayed wow. of reparation just like he won't go to St. Peter's a basilica until prayers of reparation are prayed from the pachamama, and I happen to agree with him. You see, he'll he'll tell you everybody on Monday that very thing. But Cardinal Dolan says that St. Patrick's priests acted extraordinarily well during a transgender funeral. I'm sorry. I watched and I listened to the sound bites, and it was an abomination. And I and I Jesse, I make the commitment. I really say this. You weren't here the other day, but I did some research on pornography that it is so uh, ubiquitous in a sense. It's all over the place that, uh, you know, $16 billion a year businesses lose of money because people are not working. They're watching hard porn on their computer. And I say this because there's notice that Father Rubnik, he's 69 years old. He's the famous uh, mosaic artist. And, you know, he hasn't been... Uh, taken out as a priest. But two former nuns said this, that porn was spiritual growth, he said. They detailed the abuse by this renowned priest. They said that this renowned artist priest made them take part in threesomes. Watch porn so they would grow spiritually. Now, this guy's in court, and the Vatican seems to be uh, at, at a loss. They're not in their lane because this guy would go back to... Europe and become, you know, uh, he's a, or he's not getting reprimanded as a priest for abusing lots of these girls. And it just, it just shows me, Jesse, how bad it is with pornography. I believe, and I'm going to say it right on the air, that we've got people in the Vatican that have a porn addiction. I'll give you one story that took place years ago where a friend of mine was doing business at the Vatican. He went into the bathroom and two of the monsignors working at the Vatican were basically... Uh, let's just say inappropriate. So- sodomizing, so- sodomizing, sodomizing. thank you jesse yeah, yeah, yeah i was trying to think of uh, so- yes yeah, sodomizing yeah. each other so this is what's going on and you know jesse when you talk about the saint of the day a thousand years ago <laughs> this was going on so don't be surprised folks last thing i want to give a final one was funeral director says 25 percent of the bodies now have a fibrous clots in their arteries after the, the jab and I've, I've noticed that because I do 200 funerals a year here. I talk to the funeral directors and that, yes, that is the case. And so I just want people to know, thank you if you were able to avoid that jab. God bless you because it's good for your health not to have it. All right, Jess, what about you?
0: A couple things that I want to mention is uh, the House Democrats are furious after the guest chaplain oh, yeah. dares to tell the truth about liberal America. right. So, uh, they, Mike Johnson, I guess, he invited a pastor, Jack Hibbs of Calvary Chapel, out there in Chino Hills. I love that. Uh, And so, yeah, on your neck of the woods, Terry. Yeah, so, right in my backyard. Yeah, he's a theological and political conservative. And so, he he basically, he was invited by Mike Johnson, the House Speaker, to give the invocation as the guest chaplain in the House of Representatives. And his prayer, he called upon God to, quote, hear my prayer in this hour of great need. That we might be humble, that we might be humbly blessed before you in repentance of our national sins. Close wow. quote. God bless him. <laughs> that takes well, the, the Democrats went nuts. So would they walk out? Yeah, yeah. The Democrats sent a letter to the Speaker of the House. Yeah, a, a 26th House Democrats. They signed a letter accusing Pastor Hibbs of being an un of, of being an ill, unqualified hate preacher. Who was pushing a Christian nationalist agenda? Wow. Wow. Also, also, longtime Democrat mega donor and activist Bill Ackman said President Joe Biden is done. Uh and, and he says, and handing the election to Donald Trump, he says Biden is done. Uh, this uh this mega donor Ackman told a recent podcast on Wednesday, he says, I mean, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the country having him as a president, <clears throat> let alone. The president of this country—it's crazy, and it's, it's going to get worse. So who's Ackman? He's a billionaire investor, Democrat, and he said that Biden has to put away his ego and step aside before it's too late in the 2024 presidential election. Wow, <laughs> Terry. Also, one more thing regarding the the uh, the St. Patrick's Cathedral blasphemy—that that, yeah, that—that's exactly what it
1: was, yeah,
0: yeah. Or they had uh, they had a funeral for a trans uh, a transgender it's, It was a man who, who thinks she's a woman, acts like a woman. Person died uh, at, of uh, at 52 years old. And the pastor, the, the priest, their Father Edward Doherty, oh, no. I, I guess they held a service for her. I'm not sure if it was a complete mass. I haven't watched. I heard, no,
1: of- what happened is they started the mass and they said, no, you can't do that. I've, I read that later. Okay,
0: so okay. They, they
1: stopped it. By, somebody had gave them good advice. You, well, you're not going to have a mass at that. Come
0: on. He's an atheist, so, yeah, so yeah, the person was an atheist. Now, here's what's interesting is that two weeks before Father Ripperger was there, yeah, and he, yeah. and he he packed the cathedral kind of like Fulton Sheen and Father Carapi used wow. to pack the cathedral. He packed the cathedral and gave a weekend of spiritual warfare talks. And so, it's not a coincidence, uh, it's not a coincidence that two weeks after, because Father was also asked to exercise St. Patrick's Cathedral, and he did, yeah, so. It's not a coincidence that uh, this happened. This is a retaliation, and I'll sure. tell you why. Me and Deb were talking about it this morning. Yeah. Because without a doubt, there's a lot of people in the St. Patrick's Cathedral staff, there's people there yeah. that work for the, the other guy, work for the bad guy. Oh, yeah. And so the devil is saying, wait a minute, calling Father Ripperger over here to do exorcism prayers? over a property where i have permission to be in wow. no 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 we're coming back full throttle yep. and we're, we're going to reclaim what belongs to us because there are some people on the inside that work for us that's exactly the background of what happened at this the these the devil sent his agents to go say hey go reclaim saint patrick's back because we've got rights to be there because so and 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 so they work for us and so uh, let's get let's get rid of all these prayers that Father Ripperger does, and let's take it back. That's exactly what happened. And there's a human and cry around the country. They're asking Cardinal Dolan to uh, to reconsecrate the sanctuary and to do an exorcism prayer over the cathedral. That's right. We'll see, we'll see what Cardinal Dolan does. There's over 10,000 people in the county. They're asking them to do the right thing.
1: Amen. I'm one of them. Wow. Jess, anything else before we get to the soul food section of our show? So, soul food. Here all it right, is. man. The
0: gospel. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Today's gospel, Luke chapter 11, verse 29 and following. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, this generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them. Because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there's something greater than Solomon here. Who's that? That's Jesus. Amen. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it because at the preaching of Jonah, they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Three points I'll make three points I'll make on today's reading. Number one, this generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign. As a Catholic, remember. We believe in what's called the deposit of faith. We believe believe in public revelation. And so as a Catholic, don't allow your spirituality to revolve around private revelation, even if it's approved. Your your Catholic faith must revolve around the public revelation of Jesus Christ, which is manifest in the Holy Eucharist every day at Mass. Okay, Private revelations, just all they do is add to something uh, contextually within the culture, like in Guadalupe and Fatima. But our... Our faith revolves around public revelation, first thing I want to say. Number two, what's greater than Solomon, who was the wisest man of the earth in the Old Testament? Jesus. Jesus is greater than Solomon. He's greater than David. He's greater than Moses. He's a new Adam. He's a new Moses. He's a new Solomon. He's a new David. (laughs) And the last thing I want to say here is that uh, even though there is judgment pronounced upon mankind for their sins, like in Our Lady of Good Success, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of, uh, uh, of Akita, Japan, our Lady of La Salette. Proved apparitions. Judgment's coming upon the earth. However, when you read today's gospel, mm-hmm. the hand of God can be held back. Yep. If we if there's personal repentance and national repentance, God will hold his hand back from judgment that's shown in today's gospel.
1: Well said. Let's let's see if we got time for the oh well tell you what, we want to do the saint of the day when we come back because it's a okay. special saint, Saint Damien. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, you'll want to hear about that. And then I've got a quote from St. Ignatius of Loyola that just fits right into what we're talking about. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show. Jess Romero up in Wisconsin, power preaching. He's, he's at a hotel. Yes, he doesn't let it go. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us on The Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back. Indeed, Jess Romero, Terry Barber. Jesse, tell us about the saint of the day and how it applies to us today. Because one of my uh, connections with this is a thousand years ago, St. Damien lived. But lo- what was he doing a thousand years ago to help Holy Mother the Church, Jess?
0: Well, St. Damien, he died in 1072 AD. He was a Benedictine monk. He was a cardinal. And he's also a doctor of the church. Uh, saint Damien. He he lived at a time, Terry, much like like today, when there was a lot of uh, the 11th century in the Catholic Church. The clergy was plagued yeah. with homosexuality. Wow! And uh, and Saint Peter Damien, he wrote a book called the Book of Gomorrah, mm-hmm. where he gave an eloquent uh, denunciation of the plague of homosexuality. This book was written almost a thousand years ago, but when you read some of the excerpts, it seems like he's talking to us today. Wow! Uh, he, he he's talking about Clergy homosexuality, clergy pederasty. Mm-hmm. He's also endorsing, he also endorsed in the book the imprisonment of clergy mm. who are a danger to youth, who sodomize youth. Yeah. St. Damien in the book of Gomorrah uh, warns uh warns Pope St. Leo IX that the, the about the cancer of sodomitic impurity creeping into the clergy. This is a thousand years ago. Yeah, more things. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so uh he, he also calls. He also says about sodomy, he says that uh, the devil is the inciter, incites sodomy and throws people into confusion. Uh, St. Damien preached against this, wrote against this, fought against this, uh, you know, did penance, did reparation against this. And uh, he's now a doctor of the church. Again, uh, the the, the book, uh, it's called the Book of Gomorrah, talks about his extensive battles. It's horrible against uh the terrible corruption of the church of his day. And Saint Damien, he fearlessly he rebuked popes, he rebuked bishops, uh, in order to to try to restore integrity to the Catholic priesthood and try to bring morality back to the faithful. And Saint I think, Damien prayed Ray, for us. And
1: I'll tell you what he'd do to Father Marco Rubnik right now. He'd fire him and say, You're done. Go to a monastery and and uh, be on bread and water and make reparation for the for the things that sins that you committed And abusing of those nuns. This is what he would do. So, St. Damien, yes, pray for us. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now. Oh, Sheen ahead. This time, Bishop Sheen's got Ignatius of Loyola with him, one of the great saints. And, Jesse, this fits right now, bro. I mean, you just talked about St. Damien. Here's what St. Ignatius said, you know, 300 years later, 400 years later If one fears men much, He will never do anything great for God. Bishops, are you listening? Mm. Are you ready? And here Mm. here comes the next part of that. All that one does for God, so if you do all that you do for God, then what will happen is you'll arouse persecution because you're doing things for God. So, So I think this is a real clear statement for us, Jesse, and for everyone. They don't expect to be patted on the back oh, no. when you do power preaching. Jesse, I, I, I've i been there. I have been there where, where you're power preaching, and I see people get up and walk out. Yeah. And they're screaming at me saying, He can't say that. I've, I've been there. And you know what? You just keep power preaching because you know what? You don't have a choice. You you've made a choice yeah. to follow Jesus, and you're yeah. not going to compromise just because yeah. somebody walks out on you. So I think this is a very powerful statement for all of us in the church, and I especially think it applies to bishops because as Bishop Strickland told me, uh, you know, every day, every week we do two shows with him, and he remembered doing a thing to the bishops and saying about Cardinal McCarrick and saying, gentlemen, when are we going to let the flock know where the connections are with McCarrick. In other words, who knew what was going on? Who, was, who were his buddies? So that they can also be kicked out. And silence, that's all he got. I believe that one of the reasons Strickland is outside now is because he was a troublemaker. He did exactly what Ignatius of Loyola said. Don't fear men, fear God.
0: That, yeah, that's exactly why he, got, uh, he lost his governance. Because yeah. uh, he was... He was asking people, hey, Brother Bishops, what's going on with Cardinal McCarrick? We need to investigate this. We need to get yep. to the bottom of this. Yep. And they basically said, shut up and sit down. Yep. And they ended up calling up the Pope and saying, we got to remove this guy. He's a troublemaker. And that's what happened.
1: <laughs> yep, I agree, brother. All right, let's get to our topic. Uh, Jesse, yep. Go ahead. Terry, uh,
0: last Sunday, yeah, millions of Americans yep. turned on their televisions to participate in the quasi-religious celebration of the 58th Super Bowl <laughs> as all viewers had their eyes turned towards another Chiefs versus 49ers game or Taylor Swiftie box suite antics yeah the NFL subjected everyone to another infamous liberal commercial yeah they did. it was co- it was called he gets us advertisements okay uh, it's it's uh the he gets us ads created a massive uproar on christian twitter as it should yeah, many rebuked the advertisement as a watered-down version of Christianity, while others defended the campaign's focus on mercy and charity. But Terry, it's it's a false mercy and it's a false compassion because right. if all you're talking about is mercy and I'll wash your feet, right. but you don't call the person to repentance, that's it's, it. that's false mercy. That's it. You nailed. So the he gets us advertisements. Do not resemble the spirit of Christianity, but the spirit of the Antichrist. Yeah. Because it's a false Christianity that perverts the faith by replacing mercy and conformity with tolerance. And by the way, I agree with that.
1: And Jesse, uh, we actually yeah. are doing that in the Catholic Church today.
0: Oh yeah. oh,
1: yeah. I mean, that's a challenge. That's why we have to call it out because it's not true. You have to have, there's no mercy without asking for forgiveness. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Uh, it says here, it would be. I would be wrong not to first address what the advertisement got right. The ad correctly highlighted our duty to imitate Christ by reaching out to, to vulnerable members of society. The montage of washing the feet is precisely how we should treat our fellow men. Our goal should be to imitate the love that Christ showed his disciples. The charity we show to others should align with the second greatest commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. Christ did not come to call the righteous, as he famously stated, but to bring sinners to repentance. But the campaign seems to misconstrue the second half of the sentence and leaves out the call to repentance. Amen. This perversion is where the problems of the campaign arise. Christianity is not a religion where our only obligation is to be nice to each other. Far from it. (laughs) Christianity is a religion that calls for a total annihilation of the self and complete conformity to Christ. It's not a religion of just good morals. It involves a radical change of the individual. Christ told his disciples in Matthew 16, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it." The he gets us advertisements at the Super Bowl do not display true Christianity, but instead a regime, a Biden regime-approved Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 Micah. Yeah, it's it's basically the woke Democrat left version of oh, Christianity. Yeah. Yep. With with the message of basically who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. Okay. The article says, sure, Christianity can exist as long as it only stresses tolerance and niceness. It's a Christianity that's that is like it, it is like your leftist on saying Jesus just wanted us to be vaguely nice to each other. <laughs> Close quote. Jesus wanted us to love each other as he did, and we should, but to love someone does not involve a vague kindness or toleration. St. Pius X wrote in this manner that. Yep. Catholic doctrine teaches us that charity's first duty is not in the tolerance of erroneous opinions, sincere as they may be, nor in a theoretical or practical indifference toward the error or vice into which our brothers or sisters have fallen, but in zeal for their intellectual and moral improvement, no less than in zeal for their material well-being. Terry, you want to pick it up? Yes.
1: The He Gets Us advertisement shows the problem with American Christianity. And I'm including a lot of us Catholics, Jesse. Yeah, right. Instead of yep. promoting the real message of the gospel, the liberal evangelical groups, and also people in the Catholic Church, would somewhat distort Jesus into an affirmation Christ. <laughs> There's no call for repentance or conformity, but only acceptance. Just accept Jesus, right? When the advertisement shows the washing of the feet, it neglects that Christ washed his disciples' feet so they could follow him to his passion. Good point. Mm. The washing of the feet is an act that prepares us to imitate Christ, and I might add, to take up our cross. But according to the folks at He Gets Us, they would much rather use the act of, of promote a distorted message of Christ's mercy. Jesse, I'm going I'm to turn it to you, but my, my commentary on that is... We don't want, we want to lower the bar so that anybody can just say, I'm a follower of Christ. I don't need to repent. I'm comfortable just the way I am. Continue, please.
0: Gary, now, I'm I'm actually wondering if if the Vatican actually sponsored this ad or had something to do with this ad. I'm serious. I'm I'm not. I thought the same thing, brother. Yeah. I mean, there's no, the message of mercy in this ad, there's no, there's no repentance. No. There's no call to conversion. There's nothing about God's justice. It's a false gospel. The article says, one could argue that this message is a great way to get left-wing atheists interested in Christianity by showing all the left leftist casts of oppressed individuals getting their feet washed. Yeah. It may serve as a way to evangelize. I'm not one to doubt how God works through brokenness. And if this message worked to bring people to the faith, then I would be the first to celebrate. However, the vision of Christianity is different from what Christianity is supposed to be. Not to mention... He gets us, develops this messaging with input from atheists. <laughs> look, what, look what their website says. Our work represents the input from Christians who believe that Jesus is the Son of God, as well as many others who, though not Christians, share a deep admiration for the man that Jesus was, and we are deeply inspired and curious to explore his story. One can give the organization the benefit of the doubt if the organization created these advertisements in good faith. The he gets his agenda is not about bringing people to Christianity. It's about promoting a Christianity that is in line with the spirit of the Antichrist. Amen. Christianity becomes weak, maimed, and is subservient to the liberal regime and power. It's the Christianity that calls for tolerance, not repentance. It's precisely the type of Christianity many popes feared the faith would become. Any faithful Christian must reject the he gets his advertisements. There are a million ways to create effective Christian advertising that speaks to people. Just look at the Hollow app, Super Bowl advertisement. We must adequately promote the gospel of Christ to rebuild our Christian society. Christianity is a religion about dying to the self and serving God. It's not just a religion of vague niceness and kindness. It's time to reject the perverted message and spread the proper gospel of Jesus Christ. My comment is this. St. Paul warned us about those who preach another Jesus and another gospel. And this is exactly what he gets us, advertisement. It's another Jesus, it's another gospel.
1: Well said, and I will also add, if you think about it, the Vatican's hiring atheists to do jobs at the Vatican that are moral jobs, and you ask yourself, why would you or why would you hire somebody who's an atheist, who's pro-abortion, to, to, to be in a position of moral authority in the Catholic Church? So that's what makes me think, did the Vatican fund this ad? That's, that's I mean, I'm exactly, just saying, come on, because it's yeah. consistent with the approach that... Pope Francis is giving right now. I don't hear repent and believe in the gospel, which is what we're supposed to be preaching. And Jess, we're going to continue to preach that in season and out. All right, when we come back, Jess, we've got this next topic. Go ahead and hit it right, real quick, Jess. Straight up. Yeah. Of the but next, next the topic fight.
0: is Biden. Biden. Democrats call on Biden to drop out of 224 race. Yep. And we'll why right do back. they
1: want to do that? You'll find out why with yep. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to The Terry and Jesse Show. Before we get to this Breitbart article, Democrats calling on Biden to drop out of the 2024 race. Uh, could this be a shadow candidate replacing him? Jess? I wanted to bring up something you worked very hard with Dan Schneider on, uh, and that is spiritual warfare talks, uh, giving people the yeah. fundamentals. Um, we're releasing those through our catholicrc.org website. Uh, can you tell a little bit about, I mean, you worked very hard with Dan on this. This was like a big project. Tell us about it, brother.
0: Yeah, so uh, the Catholic Resource Center is going to start releasing these videos, I think, every Friday. We've already
1: done two of them, right.
0: Okay. Yep. And what they, uh, Terry, there's a, there's a lot of healing and deliverance ministries in the Catholic church around the country that have adopted a Protestant model Mm -hmm. and it's infiltrated the Catholic church. So what myself and Dan and Kyle Clement, uh, what we did, all three of us, is we're just giving people the basic Catholic principles and norms that we have to follow when it comes to healing ourselves from the diabolical what we call healing liberate and liberation mm-hmm. uh so we go through the do's and don'ts right. of catholic healing and deliverance and we talk about why the protestant practices and modalities are dangerous and should not be used and we and we show exactly why we as catholics do what we do following sacred scripture and sacred tradition and uh, and and following basically the time-tested uh, uh, teachings of the Catholic Church on spiritual warfare. So we're releasing them every week now, uh, and and it's gonna, I think it's going to be a big boon in oh, the body I, of
1: Christ. I agree, and people can get that. It's Q&A. There's, I mean, it's really important. You want to learn about the fundamentals on that, yeah, man, get it. Be going to catholicrc.org. It's right on the front of the website. All right, Jess, thanks for that, and thank you for that hard work, and Dan and Kyle, you guys, I know... This was like a big project, and it took so much to do the editing and the project. This is going to be, I'm going to tell you this, Jesse, 100 years from now, they the talk the content of those talks are still going to be being distributed because what you guys did, it has no time expiration date. Right, Everything exactly. There is, it's going to be true 100 years, 500 years from now. So thank you for doing that. All right, Jess, let's get to that
0: topic about the demo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to just mention a good news, item before I go into oh, go Mr. Good. Biden. Yeah. yeah. Here's the good news. Uh, Terry, the, the state Supreme Court yeah. in Alabama. That's right. We talked. Yep. Yeah. The, the Alabama state Supreme Court yep. released a stunning verdict. I love it. What, what they say, that embryos are children under state law and protected by the same laws that apply to children who are already born. I love it. So the the State Supreme Court of Alabama, they basically rule that embryos are children. This decision is going to have national implications. It's upsetting the pro-abortion
1: people like big time. They're upset. And I just want to say, and I said this yesterday on the Bishop Strickland Hour about this topic. I want to thank our Protestant brothers in Alabama who recognize that life begins at conception, something that... We as Catholics have always taught. Unfortunately, we we haven't been proclaiming it enough. So my hats off to our Protestant brothers in Alabama.
0: Yeah, I think they did. They did a bang up job, Terry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, this is going to have national implications for the babies. Amen, brother. So, yeah, Terry, the Democrats are calling on Joe Biden to drop out of the 2024 race. And so the question is, could this shadow candidate replace him? Oh, yeah. So who's the shadow candidate? The New York Times columnist Ross Douthat mm-hmm. called on President Joe Biden to drop out of the 2024 race after a bombshell report from Special Counsel Robert Hur described the president as, quote, <laughs> a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory, close quote. Who could not remember significant life events? Wow. That's well, you're well, 81 years old. I mean, no surprise. Go ahead. Yeah. While fellow, party, while fellow party members in the DC have yet to come out against a plan for another Biden term, Biden hasn't convinced the American people quite yet. According to a recent poll from ABC News, 86% of Americans think that Biden is too old to serve another term. The poll conducted after the special report from Robert Hur was released is just another blow to Biden's presidential hopes. Concerns about Biden's age have appeared to increase since September when 74% of respondents to an ABC Washington News poll believed Biden was too old to be re-elected. So, what is plan B if biden is forced to drop out of the race Mm -hmm. Hmm. well money manager and wall street insider louis navalier says that the democrats could very well appoint this shadow candidate to take biden's place and if you thought this person would be better than biden think again based on the track record of this shadow candidate this person would likely bring on a slew of socialistic policies that support the welfare state while taking money out of the pockets of hardworking Americans. Oh yeah, conservatives will be shocked if this candidate enters the race. That's why Navalier, uh Navelier, who is uh, once who, who is he against? The article tells us he's a Democrat. Uh,
1: but he's the guy, the Wall Street guys. He uh... a Wall
0: Street guy? Yeah, Wall Street guy. Yeah, yeah Louis Navellier. Right. So. The put together an urgent presentation for all Americans that revealed new evidence suggesting why Biden could drop out by August 19th along with the identity of the controversial politician set to replace him. You can view his warning free of charge but by visiting this link. Jesse, well don't hang wait. On, hang yeah. on a
1: second. I did visit that and okay. everybody should click on that link because it's very informative. Continue please. It's very good.
0: Yeah, it says. Uh, so, if you're concerned about what would happen next to America under a far left regime, yeah. you're going to want to see what N- Navalnyar has to say. Oh yeah, this this forecast for 2024 could send an earthquake through our country's economy, financial system, and your wallet. Uh, Terry, here's my take. Here's what your take, I, yes, I, I think that I don't think. Yeah, I think that Biden is not going to be uh, fit for office. He's not fit for office right now. There, there's no way that joe biden no way shape or form that uh that i don't think he's going to run but i'll tell you something that i've well the only people that i think that could replace them are gavin newsom mm-hmm. kamala harris these that that's what i think that that the democrats are thinking about uh hillary clinton and uh and Barack Obama's wife, uh, Michelle Obama.
1: And she already said she's not interested oh, good, in good. politics, which I was really grateful. I'll be honest with you. I think anybody yes. that do it would be her. That's my take, Jess, because you know what they're, they're going to say? Hey, if you get Michelle, you get the husband. And people still uh, get a lot of it. right. People. So I'm that's glad she right. doesn't want to run. But you know what, Jesse? What really blows me away about this is I, I read a little bit that the major delegates— you know, they can change anything they want. Now, little guys can't. So this is actually possible uh, that this can all happen. But, you know, one of the things that worries me, and I'll just be honest with you, is the country after this election, whoever, if if, if President Trump gets reelected, which I'm praying that he will, because I, I ask yourself, were you better off, the country better off, wars, inflation, work, all that? Of course we were. But I believe, Jesse, that we're at a stage where we could see violence even much more than the last time he was elected. And I just, I, I cringe at that. And that's why I say I think we have to pray for the country big time right now because we're at a really a critical stage. You think I'm right or wrong on that? Is this
0: stage? No. Yeah, I, I absolutely. We're, we're on the 11th hour right now. I think so. We've got, we've got to get this right. Uh uh, you know, Terry, they say that wiz- wisdom comes from age. Well, that doesn't—that doesn't describe Joe Biden. Oh. There's and it's, there's no wisdom there, Terry, and 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 age doesn't affect everybody the same. Because, for example, Trump is a few years younger, yeah, but he's far more cognitive. Yes, he's he's far more energetic. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, Trump is seventy seven, Biden's eighty one, and I'll tell you, Trump can run rings around that that guy. I oh, mean, yeah. that cadaver. You know, intellectually and even physically. Yeah. And, and and I bet, you know, I bet Trump is far sharper. He even took a cognitive test the other day. And the doctors just basically said, man, this guy's as sharp as a tack.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh and and so the the, the fact of the matter is, uh, I think I hope I hope Biden's days are number because he's been the worst president in my lifetime. And I'm embarrassed to say that he's a second Catholic president and he has brought He has tarnished uh, the name of, 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 of Catholicism as a president. He has done damage, untold damage to the name of Catholicism, this man.
1: And Jesse, when I quoted earlier in the show Ignatius of Loyola, if one fears men much, he will never do anything great for God. I'm convinced, and I'm going to say it right now, that the church needs to not fear President Biden's funding, the bishops conference or any of that. We have to speak out for God and get and we're going to take persecution that's just how the gospel is and so I don't think uh, our church is doing a better a good job of speaking up for the unborn for uh, the gospel and I think our country is paying a terrible price because we're being silent and it's not time to be silent it's time to speak the truth with charity and Mr. Biden is a scandal to the Catholic Church let's just be honest The very fact that he goes to Holy Communion and that we have bishops who are afraid to tell him, Joe, I'm not going to participate in this mortal sin objectively because I know I could go to hell for doing that. No, they don't say that. You know what they say? Oh, we have respect for the government. Well, again, you're not going to please God with that approach. The way we're going to please God is by sharing the gospel without compromise. And right now, President Biden, as a Catholic... Is, has has just scandalized the Catholic Church to a point where uh, we can't be silent anymore. We have to speak the truth in charity.
0: Terry, I'll tell you when Biden came on my radar. When I said this guy is a nasty, when was that vile, vile person? Yeah, Biden demonstrated to me how nasty and vile he was when him and Ted Kennedy they viciously they pig piled. On Supreme Court nominee Robert Bork, I remember That's that. I, I said this man is wicked. Yep. When we come back, Joe Rogan, are you ready for this? Says we need
1: Jesus. What? And that he wants him to come back. What? Joe Rogan. Joe, is this microphone on? Uh, all right, stay with us. We'll be right back. That. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call eight eight eight. 526-2151. Now, here's
0: Terry and Jesse. We're
1: back, Jesse. I think of Bishop Str- Bishop Fulton Sheen's quote about a church that's not— so, we're, our church is not supposed to be in friends with the world. He said that you want the church that the world hates. Yeah, use that word. And And right now, we're too much in line with the world. And President Biden, I just want to finish that thought, that, that's what the problem is, is we, we're we afraid to speak the truth of the gospel because we have political leaders who are holding money purses for the church. All right, I said it. Let's get to this. I mean, this is an amazing headline. Joe Rogan says we need <laughs> Jesus, and he wants him to come
0: back. Jesse, what's that about? I mean, come on, Joe Rogan. Terry, yeah, Terry, Joe Rogan ad, admits that that, you know, he started off in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, as the man of the left, comedian, man of the left. Yeah. Uh, He's a UFC commentator. Yeah. He, he definitely, he's a social liberal. Right. Uh, But the last couple of years, Terry, you can see that as a result of him, just, you know, he's, he's, he's got common sense. You know, he's, he's, he's got rational thought Mm -hmm. and he's looking at the way the Democrats have been uh, dismantling the country brick by brick. Right. And he brings a lot of people into his podcast and he's, He's, I think, the number one podcaster when it comes to, you know, right now in the US. I think he's, he's, he's up there.
1: Yeah. He's the head honcho. Mm -hmm.
0: And so he gets a lot of people of faith there and he interviews them. And you could see little by little, they're starting to get to him Mm -hmm. because he would have never said something like this 10 years ago. No, no. You know, I mean, mean, he was, this guy was an avowed non believer, probably an atheist, I think, you know, 10 years ago. But little by little, he's been moving. Uh, towards the North Star,
1: Jesus. Jesse, Jesse, here's here's a statement he said. He would never say this 10 years ago. He explains how people can be easily led by evil forces and forms when they don't have the divine spirit to guide them. He highlighted how human beings can sink to depravity when the left to their own devices, pointing to a broken moral compasses of some soldiers who participated in bloody bloodshed, and inhumanity of war, then fail to successfully regenerate back uh, into society. Sounds to me like he actually might believe in original sin, Jesse.
0: Yeah. And then it says here, he says, Joe Rogan says, yeah. we do need Jesus, of yep. course. Yeah. Not just to sue the veterans, but to heal the moral decay rather yeah, than society. Exactly. So he sounds like the Terry and Jesse show. Yeah. He says, uh, bloated intellect is only making our problems worse. Right. Just look at the inflated egos of so many in our government. Big time. Then then gather where we are as a nation. Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci are all exceedingly clever, but are they helping? Power, greed, and control undoubtedly stand in the way of a real solution. There's nothing that humanity will create without Jesus that, that can solve the core issue simply because It is his absence that actually is the core of the issue. Well, this is amazing, Terry. I'm I'm
1: shocked. I just didn't expect to hear this out of him.
0: Yeah. Roger suggested that many believe that Jesus is coming back. That that was his guess, Adrian Mm -hmm. Rogers, that he's a Protestant. Mm -hmm. Uh, That Jesus is coming back imminently. The comment left Rogan to suggest that this might actually be the reason for the frenzy experienced across the world today. The plunge into darkness and uncertainty being a means to get people to wake up to our need for Jesus in our lives. Uh, it, then, then the article quotes Matthew 10, 34, quote Think that I have not come to send peace on earth I came not to send peace but a sword That's the Lord Jesus Christ Yep As As Rogan pointed out It wouldn't be the first time God allowed our world to fall into darkness to prove this point So Terry He's talking like a believer now Have you noticed I I yeah I was just I'm stunned Yeah. It says, and God is always providing guidance for the lost. Moses received the Ten Commandments for Israel, wandering after its its escape from bondage to Egypt. It is a topic Rogan brought up in the discussion, citing hope for the positive outcome of all other times. God wasn't snuffing us out, per se, simply telling us to straighten up, in Rogan's opinion. Uh, Adrian Rogers agreed. He added that he wasn't content to think that our time on earth didn't come without a larger purpose. Mm. Admittedly, neither man claims to be a christian what but, oh wow i thought rogers was I a christian see, but he's, he's not yeah okay. but but nor is either sucked into such a short-sighted small-minded worldview as to accept answers without questioning them for themselves first they aren't indoctrinated or woke it is the reason so many atheists and establishment media hate joe rogan he thinks for himself and right now he thinks that that the world needs jesus ahead of the 2024 election too yeah, this- as many as many Christians believe that the Bible is is as much a recipe for the future as it is a historical accounting, we now see how well and how badly we do without it.
1: You know, wow. you know, Jesse, he and Jordan Peterson. Yes. You know, last week Peterson slammed, you know slammed the hope for Holy Father. He said because your fixations on the climate change, we should be your church should be focusing on saving souls. I mean, he used scripture verses like "Pick up your cross and follow me," you know, quoting Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. He said wow. he, he said this. He was quote, he, he was spot on. He said, "As soon as you say that you need to be more relevant, uh, that that's when you're doing technically is some, putting something else above the gospel, and that's what we've been doing for sixty years." He said again, not a Christian. His wife's con- a convert to the Catholic faith, but he but he was so uh, spot on. And Joe's doing the same thing. I, I'm just kind of shocked because I, I'm expecting Catholic priests and bishops and popes speak like this, and not you know uh, Protestants or even non-believers are coming up and saying, you know what? Common sense says this Christianity, it's making sense. The message is powerful.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you, Terry, it, tell and me. this this goes to show you the importance of of knowing your faith and oh, yeah, and and and. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Now I know I know something in the background that most people don't know, and I'll share it with you. Good. I'll tell you uh two of Joe Rogan's very good friends. Very good friends. One of them's names, Kevin James. Oh yeah. Kevin James is an A-list comedy actor who's very good friends with Joe Rogan, <laughs> and they're they're very tight. And they engage in these conversations yes. all the it, time. It all makes sense then. That, it does. It make sense. Yes. Uh, now I'll tell you somebody else. Here's something. Here's the background most people don't know, but I know because I know these guys. There's another retired famous UFC fighter called Boss Ruten. Oh yeah. <laughs> who's also a serious traditional Catholic. Him and Kevin James are buddies. Uh huh. Kevin pulled him back into the church as well. Great. Well, both both the, Boss Rutten and Joe Rogan are very good friends because they were both commentators for UFC. And Boss Rutten was a fighter in UFC. He was a heavyweight champion for many years. Mm-hmm. And so these three guys are very good friends. So Joe Rogan, when he hangs out with Boss Rutten and Kevin James, trust me, uh, the con- these are what the conversations are about. And this is why you see Joe Rogan pivoting more and more Towards uh, uh, towards faith in God and Jesus Christ as well.
1: And Jesse, if that's not encouraging all of us who have been given the faith, okay, Jess, we were baptized, okay? We have we have grace in our souls to see the truth in a very beautiful way. But when I see people who are non-Christian who are coming up and saying, "Man, this is making too much sense. That needs to happen." It's almost like God saying, "Hey, Jess." You know the graces that is given to your church, to your priest, to your pope, your your bishops. I'm going to give those graces to someone else to preach the word. Am I honest? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And and I'll tell you, Joe Rogan. You know, again, just common sense. Yeah, listening to Catholics share their faith with him, like Kevin James and Boss Rutan, and he respects them obviously because one's a a, you know a legend in the fight world, and the other one's a, a, a great actor. So he respects them uh see the importance of knowing your catholic faith because joe rogan is very influential right and and joe rogan is is moving towards the north star which wow. the north which is jesus christ hey, and man. yeah yeah so uh, so again um and i'll tell you terry you had something to do with this and i'll tell you how because <laughs> your cassette tapes yeah. properly formed to catechize my brother johnny and myself yeah my brother, Johnny, evangelized Kevin James. Isn't
1: that amazing? It's all links in the chain.
0: Kevin James. Yep. Of, and I evangelized Johnny as well. Yes, you did. Turn, yeah. Turn him on to the cassette tapes. Turn him on to St. Joe's Communications. Right. Tony, uh, Johnny ended up evangelizing Kevin James. Wow. Uh, Kevin James. Kevin James ended up evangelizing Boss Rootin, and now Kevin James and Boss Rootin are evangelizing Joe Rogan. It all started with these things called St. Joseph's Communications Cassette tapes. Isn't that funny? Well, God uses the weak to confound the strong,
1: brother. I'm convinced of that. And I'm so happy to hear this because I really believe the world right now needs this message more than ever. We've got, you know, depression in the world. We've got suicide at its highest rate. Pornography is out of control and what do we have? It's the answer. I say this every time, Jesse. I'm holding a crucifix in my hand. This is who we worship. Don't get distracted by chat by scandal in the church. Okay? Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. Jess?
0: Yeah, Terry. The one of the beautiful things about the New Testament, I'll make it this simple, and yeah. Joe Rogan gets it. Yeah. Here are three things that the New Testament teaches. Number one, Christ has died. Yep. Ch- that box christ has risen check that box christ will come again that's all we're waiting for amen it's that simple christ has died that already happened christ has risen that already happened christ will come again that's going to happen and guess what joe rogan is seeing that wow this makes sense if he rose from the dead then what could stop him from coming back? Because if he rose from the dead, that means he's God.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And and again, only those who live by faith really know what is happening in the world. The great masses without faith are unconscious of the destructive processes going on because they have lost the vision of the heights from which they have fallen. So I point that out as many people in the church, we've lost the faith, Jesse, because they're talking about The worldliness of, you know, recycling plastic bottles. I recycle this one, okay. But what's most important is the soul. So I thank you for that, Jess. And that's such a beautiful testimony of non-Catholics. I I would ask our listeners to continue to pray for Joe, that uh, God will enlighten him coming to the church, because he'll have a huge influence on millions of
0: souls, Jess. Oh, yes, yes. Jess, what state should we
1: be living in, brother?
0: Last time I checked, let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Become holy or die trying. And like St. Peter says, flee this corrupt generation. Pray your rose for every day. Terry, take it away.
1: Amen. And don't forget our Lady of Fatima. Every day I say it. She said this at Fatima. Souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Somebody was praying for Joel right now, and we need to continue to pray for him because. He needs to see the enlightenment of the gospel. Yeah, and when he becomes yeah. a follower of Christ and baptized, man, look out. The world's, and we're gonna, He's going to do more work than many bishops or priests in the Catholic Church of bringing strength yes. to Christ. Thanks again for supporting our mission. What is it? To introduce people to the person of Jesus Christ and his pride in the church. God love you.